I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The year is with Red and Bobby. Welcome back to the Year Is podcast, Red Richardson. We're starting late today. We've been here for two and a half hours. Why is that? Because uh, of you, weirdly. That's true. It is entirely because of me. I had the worst morning of my life. Yes, I got here at 11 o'clock. It is now one forty-one, and we're just setting down to record because Bobby made a hysterical video about Kirsty Allslop. Um, which he hopes to go viral. I think it's all soft. I don't think it's all. I call her Kirsty all slop. I call her ass slop. <laughs> yeah. I was saying Kirsty ass slop. I made this. Yeah, I made. The, well, I made this video. I thought was funny. Where oh, I'm gonna go and uh, she gave all these great tips on how to buy a house where you just get rid of your Netflix and you don't fly EasyJet. Yeah, that's she said why the, the youth doesn't own property because. Um, they spend too much money. That's we the use problem. Lou Roll when we should just use our hands. Exactly. We're wasting money on Lou Roll. So I made this video, and then um, I tried to upload it and wouldn't upload. I tried to upload it and wouldn't upload. It. And every second it's not uploading becomes less and less relevant. And I spent all of yesterday doing it. I'm like, I don't want to waste it a day of my life, and then it just won't upload because like mm-hmm. if you're wasting a whole day of your life, I could die tomorrow, and then the the day before I yeah. the day before I died was a waste. Yeah, and you probably kind of missed the deadline for it being relevant, but you still got it out there. I have not. It's not irrelevant. It's already on. Just leave it. We know it's on twenty-four retweets as we speak. It could get. It could go more. As she we speak, it's it. on twenty-seven retweets. That's three retweets in a minute. At that rate, I there's viral potential. There is viral potential. Watch this space. Next week, we might be in a bigger studio because of Bobby's. Uh, all slop fame because I've accidentally burned the house down in excitement. It, it, it we'll was a it was a very harrowing morning though. Bobby's baby was crying. His wife was crying. I was crying. My wife was not crying. Jody can't cry. Uh, we found out because he is dead inside. But uh, everyone was very upset. No, no, there was other problems. Also on top of the video, the washing machine was leaking. And then the dog had diarrhea on the bed while Harriet was on the bed. So then she was trapped by the diarrhea. So I had to go in and save her from the diarrhea. Malala got shot in the head. Has more Twitter followers than you. Well, yeah, but that's well. Someday I could get shot in the head too, and I'd get lots of followers. <laughs> you but get five retweets. We, we, we <laughs> haven't all been that. We you failed your walks been with that lucky. Okay, well, today is a is a big uh, big episode, as they all are. Uh, Fourteen fifty five, which uh, you don't know much about, because I suppose you do, in in England we learn about this quite a lot. Um, uh, it was the War of the Roses. Did you in Canada? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So I. This is an episode where you know the most yeah. about the episode, which scares me because sometimes you do have a habit of just, like, droning on about a topic. Okay. Um, brilliant. Thank you. You know what I mean, though? No, I don't. I've just waited two hours and 40 minutes to fucking... <laughs> I've listened to you drone on going, it's not loading! It um, wasn't loading! Yeah, okay. Well, it was. It's uh, my whole. I just needed the video to upload so I could to, feel alive. You needed to go viral so you sell tickets to your tour. Admit it. It was a money grab. This isn't about Kirsty or Slop and, and renting. This is. Red, we can't break down the the economics behind art or else we're all the fakest, most empty people. Okay. I just want to say. Please buy tickets to Bobby Mayer's tour on bobbymayer.net so I don't have to sit through him uh, having a shit fit because his uh, his, his very topical and uh, amusing video is not is not out there on the internet. I would like to point something out. Yeah? 
if you were at home mm-hmm. for that two and a half hours, yeah. you would have taken two baths. No, I would have worked out. No, you wouldn't have. You would have taken two baths a thousand and went sit-ups. to sleep. A thousand sit-ups, ice bucket challenge. Then I would have written uh, five jokes. And since you were at my kitchen table, you did work. So I... in reality, me having to fix a washing machine, clean up dog diarrhea, upload a video... Deal with her being angry at me for my behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was, I think she's in the right. Yeah, well, that allowed you to finally do some fucking work. So in reality, I should be thanked for delaying this podcast. Stuff was done, I admit it. But anyway, let's get into it, because we can't waste any more time. We can! 1455. It is the start of the War of the Roses. What do you know about that? How much do you know? Just... Tell us what it is. Basically, it was a it was a civil war in the UK between two houses, Lancaster and York. I believe we're going to be visiting both. I've them. been to both places. I have too. I was there. Uh, I was in Lancaster last weekend. I got to nice say, place. nice place. York looks like it won. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it didn't. No, both great places. Both worth fighting for. As per usual, all these things they they're kind of related. Both houses, so it's just like cousins fighting each other. Uh, for the crown, but it was a, it was a war about succession. The king dies as always, and unfortunately, his infant shit son takes over. Okay, so the spoiled baby. He was nine months old when he took over. Um, he had no interest in being a king. He was Henry the Sixth. Yeah. So he took over from his dad, who'd smashed you know everything, conquered France. Henry the Sixth had no interest in politics whatsoever, as he, he was a baby. Well, no, but he grew up and then just didn't care. So he's a lazy little baby for his entire life. But he had always been the king. Yeah, he was born so the king. So they were like, no, but he, so they're like, you're a king. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a king. Anyways, can I go play? Yeah, but then. He never he, became king. We didn't have to work for it, you know? And then he's, he's born and it's like, get up. You got to do this. He's like, why? I'm the king. Anyway, so as usual, uh, if you don't pay attention and you're not sort of in it, people start plotting against you. And people start getting angry. This is why we've covered, you know, when it became illegal to boil people alive in the 1547 episode. Kind of, you kind of have to boil people alive if you want to maintain power. From what I've learned, anyone who seems to sort of be slightly passive just gets done in this time. So you really have to put your foot down and uh, and crack some heads. So in his spare time, he was just like he carousing just, about. Yeah, he just fucked around, really. Yeah. He was a weak ruler, um, and apparently this incited rampant lawlessness throughout his realm and opened the door for power-hungry nobles and kingmakers to plot behind his back. So basically, he's a, he's, a, he's a rich kid who doesn't get what went into the family business and then just thinks, oh, well, I'm here now, and it's like, that's not enough because there's little uh, viruses everywhere in the court whispering behind your back, waiting to take your spot. It's a tough one because smart people... Mm. Don't always have smart kids. Usually the opposite. Usually really successful people have the worst children you'll ever see. Well, because those kids are just raised with... Yeah. You know, they, they're used to... Uh, there's an old boxing quote, which is, uh, it's hard to get up in the morning to train when you're wearing silk pajamas. Mm. And I think that relates to these people. Yeah, I always think I didn't grow up with like a lot, mm. but I kind of wish I grew up with a bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that had like a, a, a real need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just get everything. Yeah, like if you lived in a box and your only friend was a rat, you'd be like in charge of Amazon, right? Yes. Now. <laughs> like it's like I either needed less or more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I had more, yeah. like private education and mm. tutors and like challenging conversations, I'd be an intellect. Mm-hmm. If I had less. I'd be like a really hard worker. Yeah. The middle is like, just nah. like, eh, God, I don't know. I'm smart enough to know I'm not that good at this, mm-hmm. but I'm not smart enough to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. I know what dreams are, but I can't be bothered to get off the sofa to achieve them. Yeah. So he, he had a wife, um, a very interesting lady. Margaret of Anjou. Probably saying that wrong. Someone will be like, that's not how you say it. I bet I bet I know what his wife is like. I bet every day she'd be like, can you just get out of bed and do something? Mm. So she was a go-getter. Of course um, she was. A, a, a massive go-getter. She was, um, 
mastermind in many of the Lancaster alliances and was responsible for raising an army that killed Richard of York and freed Henry from capture. So he got captured by, um, I should probably should have saved that bit of information for later in the story. But so these wars kicked off, he got captured, and then she raised an army and freed him. That is a loyal wife. Yes, but she was brutal, intelligent. She ran the ship, basically. She was Black China, and he was Rob Kardashian. I get that. Yeah. I do feel like if I was kidnapped mm. and Harriet had to raise an army to free me, yeah. she might just say, well, I mean, they haven't killed him, have they? No, no, no. He's, I'd be like, he's no, no, he's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. just behind some walls, but he's being fed. He's taken mm. care of. Yeah. Okay, so he's safe. Yeah, he's safe. Yeah. We really have to get him. No, exactly. Can he stay behind the walls? Well, I do think, though, this lady, she needed Henry because without him, her son's no longer the heir. Their son together is no longer the heir. So she needs him out of prison and uh, and out and about. So because maybe if she lost, you know, he lost his titles or didn't have the titles, I doubt she would have raised hell for him. When you say that she raised an army... Did she lead that army into battle? No, she would have just gone round in the dead of night with a cloak on and they would have met like candlelight and she would have gone, there's rewards in it for you if you join us, you know, like in films. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would have been like that. And they go, oh my God, you have the brains of a man. You know, it would have been that sort of thing. I met a woman. This is an old man <laughs> yeah. later in life. I met a woman once. She had a man brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So she managed to do that and raised hell. I did. It, so this is quite good about her. Um, Queen Margaret showed little mercy to her rivals, most of whom she considered traitors. In one famous episode, she even allowed her seven-year-old son to choose a method of execution for two captured Yorkists and complied when the boy decreed that they should have their heads taken off. That is raising a go-getter. Yes. That's... She was like, there's no way I can let these boys be as big of a loser as their dad, dad. so I'm going to have to make them into psychopaths. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take their heads off, mummy. <laughs> That's quite merciful for the seven-year-old, given uh, the methods of execution that were popular at the time. Yeah, they could have boiled them over. They could have hung, drawn, and quartered them. Yeah, this is like a woke seven-year-old. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's not a woke seven-year-old. <laughs> He's so woke. What else could they do? He probably had blue hair. <laughs> But no, that's like the nicest way to have him killed. I thought when I first thought, I thought what a psychopath, and then I thought no, actually he could have yeah, he could have had horses drag him apart. That's being drawn, isn't it? He could have been like cut his balls off and put them in his mouth, or do that thing where they put a rat on your stomach and then a box on top of the rat. Have you heard about that? Oh, and the rat chews his way through. Well, yeah, because the rat scratches the wood and goes oh no, and then scratches the side and the wood no, and then goes for the flesh. He goes mmm, and the boy could have sat and watched like a cartoon. That rat thing, mm. I wouldn't let it happen to me. What would you do? Just shake around. I'd twerk until it died. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just thrust <laughs> until it just, just hear rat brain just smashing against your belly. <laughs> yeah, that's a way out of it. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming they had their hands tied at the time. Thirty-two retweets. What, on your fuck's sake? It's going to get to like 50 and it'll be like fine, but not, you know, worth what. Okay, we don't need to. Okay. We'll do a running commentary through the podcast. Okay, fine. How many retweets the video's gotten to. I'm sure that'd be compelling for the viewers who came in. Well, it will be for me. It's an emotional journey Mm -hmm. for me. You wouldn't have had his head cut off, would you? Me? No. What would I do? Seven year old Bobby. Seven-year-old Bobby, I would have got him to retweet my video. (laughs) His punishment is retweeting. (laughs) A sketch that is barely relevant. (laughs) These were the first key players. This is how it all kind of started. And they had a big battle in um, St. Albans, I believe. Again, someone might be listening going, that's not where it was. Go shag a book, you nerd. Uh, Because that's where it was on this podcast. It was in St. Albans. It was in St. Albans. Okay, brilliant. But So they had a battle because there was a lot of, despite dragging on for more than 30 years, the war rose only amounted to a few months of actual fighting and less than 20 significant battles. So that's 30 years, which is kind of weird because they didn't have internet back then. So they're like, just sort of talking shit, but how? You know what I mean? Like, do you just ride past someone's castle and go, twat! <laughs> like, yeah, we got them today. <laughs> I think that's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, probably. That was like the, the rap battle equivalent back then. You just, you just ambush them with swear words and then ride off into the sunset. They like duels. A duel is a great way to settle something. Yeah, yeah. Would you be good in a duel? Yes, 
Because, uh, yeah, sword fighting. Have you ever sword fought before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads. Well, have you never had a sword fight before? I just like the one of us being honest about the amount of sword fighting. I, I've, I've used to. I've been fencing before. I've done it a few times. Fencing, really? Yeah. The sword's called the, the tinsel. So I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do a duel. Would you not? The thing is, the swords back then were so big. Have you seen one in like yeah. what, what arms are picking these up? They were heavy. Yeah, I think I'd pick one up and be ah. <laughs> Can we just, like, do a thumb wall? Like, what do you call the fencing sword? A tinsel. I so I got a tinsel. Yeah. There's a guy in front of me, and he's got a tinsel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we just try to stab each other till one of us is dead. Yeah. I think I'd just run away. But you know you... how easy it is to restart your life? Back then. You just go to the next town. Just... Even if you're literally the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just... You just take off the crown, mess up your hair. No one knows what the king looks like. No, like, just... really. And you can become anonymous so easily. So if I'm in a duel, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably things about my life I like, but there's probably lots about my life I don't like. So you just run away. You'd be like, I'm going to protect my family's honor in the duel. My name, my good name, which is all they had back then. And then <laughs> you just... Run is, away. Yeah, the, 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 the actions of the man really did dictate yeah. the, the consequences for the family. But I think what I'd do is I'd, I'd stage a kidnapping. Okay. So it's not that easy. You just mess up the house, put some blood on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks like a break-in. Looks like a break-in, like yeah. I was taken. Yeah, yeah. And then I just leave. Mm. Go live and, in Cornwall. Mm. Start a cafe by the sea. Yeah, and no one will ever know. No, no. It will make no... It, my family will think, oh, I, I wonder... I think the minute him. they saw you run away, they'd be glad to see the back of you. They would... They'd be like, we don't need that sort of cowardice around here. You have an amazing ability <laughs> to use expressions. Mm. They'd be glad to see the back of you. <laughs> you a... keep using the most... Just in life lately, you keep using the most old-timey expressions. Well, that's because we're doing a historical podcast. I'm bringing them back <laughs> in. I want people to feel like they're there, like it's 15, Wait, 14, so 55. You, well, shouldn't you speak an iambic pentameter? No. Well, if you're on the bus listening to this, just... <laughs> pretend you're on a horse. It makes it more fun. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a battle... Which, this just sounds, uh, I don't know how, like, I always thought about fighting back then and just like, you know when you, you see it in films and they like run in and then the guy's like a one-on-one, that's not how it works. Because if you have 10,000 people running at each other with swords, there's no skill to it. You could be doing someone with your axe and someone just runs up behind you and puts an arrow in your neck. It's just going to be a scrum free-for-all, like a, a murder orgy for like... 20 minutes and then whoever's lucky enough gets out or has the best armor which will usually be the nobleman but this is the bloodiest battle in british history and it lasted for 10 hours hand-to-hand combat how exhausting and mentally traumatic that would be can you imagine doing hot yoga for 10 hours i couldn't do it for 20 minutes um but only well not only are you doing hot yoga you're also like thumbing someone's eye in opposite <laughs> you and beating them to death with a brick that's actually my favorite fight move. Yeah. Well, the thumbing in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you like that. Yeah, you, you look like a thumbing in the eyes guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, my uh, friend once said about you that you look like you're the sort of person who beats someone to death from behind with a snow globe. <laughs> yeah. And I would. <laughs> you got to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the armor would be so, even if you have armor, it's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could survive just walking around in a suit of armor for 10 hours. No, you'd be so fucking hot. I've had enough trouble wearing a mask during the, you know, coronavirus pandemic, let alone a metal head on top of me. And those stupid arms. Yeah, no, it would be horrible. I don't get, I, what I do is I just lie down when, uh, when the battle was going on. Because I used to have this sleeping technique where if I couldn't sleep, I'd lie and pretend I was lying down. There's a battle going on around me. And it was quite comforting because everyone else is fighting and you're just having a snooze. But um, I think that's what I do in a real battle. You just lie down and you keep one eye open like, and you just check out who's winning every sort of 10 minutes or so. And then you locate, you know, if the other side are winning, you locate a dead person from the other side. 
pick up their flag, whack it on, and be like, hey, thank God we won. But don't they have all... Wouldn't you be able to, from your accent, they could tell? You just put on a voice. You're like, oh, hello, me. How's it going? Um, and then Wait, you, where, where is that? I don't know. Whoever's won. Uh, and then you just come back with them like, you weren't with us. And they say, what are you talking about? I was there the whole time. I think you've been hitting the head too many times, you lunatic. <laughs> I'm Roger from uh, from House of York. <laughs> your best friend. I... I you don't remember me. No. We need to get this man some help. I'm one of his best friends and he doesn't remember me. And then you get committed to an asylum. You, course, yeah. you fuck his wife. You yeah. raise his kids. He has And then dementia. you visit him in the asylum and you say, you should have just said we were friends. <laughs> so listen to this, though. The ensuing battle fought amidst a blinding snowstorm. Fucking have a day off, boys. May have involved as many as 80,000 men. The two sides began by exchanging punishing volleys of arrows before clashing in fierce hand-to-hand combat. The fight went on for 10 exhausting hours. Contemporary chroniclers, like us, claimed a nearby river ran red with blood. But the Yorkists eventually routed the Lancastrians, allowing Edward VI to tighten his grip on the throne. Estimates of casualties are... The, the battle may have claimed as many as 40,000 lives, more than any battle ever fought in Britain. Pretty shit day for all involved. Because even if you win, you still come out of that like... Because <sighs> to win that, you might will have literally thumbed in the eyes of about 60 fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at the time, some of them would have been like 13-year-old boys. I'm just a... I work at the mill. <laughs> just a, We're going to have to open a couple of schools for the blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of blind soldiers with yeah, their yeah. eyes popped out of their heads. We, like We won. It's like, you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> we're victorious! <laughs> yeah, most of me blind. That's how I link, link up with the army. Just come back. And I just tell bullshit stories about it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, that was she, Mary, um, no Margaret lost that battle, and then this went on for years. Like they, they keep switching power because there'd be another battle and someone else would win, you know. And then finally, we get to Richard the Third. Do you know much about him? Now is the winter of our discontent, made summer by this son of York. That was Phil Mitchell, I think. But no, isn't that yeah Shakespeare? Yeah, that's Shakespeare. I I was in the play. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Oh, were you? Where did you play? I think I was I was Richard. No, you weren't. You were a fourteen year old baker who was forced <laughs> yeah, into the yeah, army. Yeah, I don't know who I was. That's the thing. For some but bits I, of that, the war, I don't remember quotes, but that line always stuck with me. If you were like twenty in one of those battles, like some of it would be awesome because it'd be like playing football against five year olds. Yeah, because they'd be like malnourished eleven year old Miller's sons, and you'd just be there with your blade. Especially if you're a noble, you got better. Um, you're just cleaning up. And you're just chong, 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 just smashing through everyone. Anyway, Richard III, he's like the baddie of the piece. So when I was in primary school, it was always known that he was like the bad guy. He was from House of York. And you kind of look into it and there's people argue about how bad he actually was. Shakespeare like made him, you know, mortalized him as the bad guy. But also he was kind of like considered bad because he was disabled. So he was a hunchback. Okay. Um, he was bad because he, um, but back then, so like having a disability was like a sign of evil. You know, like if you had any facial deformity as a woman, you're like a witch. But so really what they've done is just cast like the, the disabled guy as the bad guy when actually now from a current perspective, if two people were having a fight and one was led by a guy in a wheelchair, you kind of feel obliged to root for him. You know what I mean? Do you think he was the hero? No, I don't. He like uh, apparently killed his two nephews in the Tower of London. Because they were, um, he took over from his brother and he was meant to be the nice uncle. And then he had them uh, sent to the tower. The prince is in the tower. Rumor has it, if you go there and do DMT, you can still hear them scream. Um, But you have to do DMT at the same time. Who's going to do drugs in the hopes that they can hear the screams of dying <laughs> children. Little boys. That's your that's that's your sales pitch as a drug dealer. Hey, have some DMT. Yeah. You take this stuff to the Tower of London and <laughs> drop it. You will hear the screams of dying children <laughs> who are murdered by their own uncle. Yeah. Oh, sign me up for that party. Yeah. So he he was in charge for like two years until he killed his nephews in the tower. And then everyone went, hey, wait a sec, actually, I don't think we're on the right side anymore. Ditched him. And then he came head to head with Henry the Seventh, I believe. 
at the Battle of Bosworth, and he got smashed in and died. Kind of cool that he was at the fight, and I also like how kings used to be at the fight yeah. instead of at home. Like, it'd be great if, like, Boris and Keir met on the battlefield and Keir just fucking got, Boris got dehorsed and Keir just went up and <laughs> took his helmet off and just smashed it on his head. This is a gruesome episode, but it's a gruesome time. I would love <laughs> to, imagining, imagining the current political landscape. Yeah. I'm just on a battlefield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prip Patel would be a good little pitbull. <laughs> yeah, just someone. Yeah, Diane Abbott. Just... You, you'd give Pretty Patel just two tiny <laughs> knives and she'd just run around slicing Achilles. Oh, she'd be brilliant at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Abbott just comes along horseback. <laughs> it should still be like this. I think it'd be I hope more she'd fun. Hit, I'd, I'd like to see her mate. Yeah, Diane Abbott mace. just mace people. The most brutal weapon <laughs> of all time. Again, another sign of humanity. We pretend we're good and we have like Christmas and stuff and we make music. And it's like, actually, what we really are is people who go, if I attach this metal spiky stick stone thing to this chain, I could take someone's face off with it. So he died. And then this is the start of the Tudor reign. Okay. So to wrap it up, there was a cuck king who was spoiled by his dad. He had an awesome wife who liked to kill people and a wicked little son who was super woke and only went for beheadings. And then uh, they went back and forth. There's a massive battle that everyone got knackered and blinded at. Um, King Richard killed his nephews. Everyone went, that's a bit too far, buddy. He lost loads of supporters. Got smashed in the face in uh, Bosworth. Bob's your uncle. The Tudors take over. And you could have just said that. Is British history. Well, it's a good wrap-up for anyone who's got a dissertation tomorrow. You could, you could have just told Co- that story off the top. Why? You just told me a 20-minute story that you then could have told in one minute. I was recapping. The recap was all we needed. Well, then this podcast will be five fucking minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, have to go into it. People are here for facts, I like a, Bobby. I like a quick, a quick story, and then we talk about it. What would we do? What would we do for the rest of the podcast? I'm, I I like, I'm obsessed. I'm still obsessed with the idea of Boris and Kier on the battlefield. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, an absolute free for all. What do you think Reese Mogg would do? He'd be no. Reese Mogg has all the hallmarks of one of those creepy little fuckers in the background. He'd be some sort of cardinal. <laughs> And be like, it's it is illegal for man to lie with other man, but he'd always there'd be seven <laughs> choir boys coming out of his room every day, and he'd be behind going, sign the scroll, sir, you know, cozying up to the king, and then meeting people in chapels late at night and going, well, he doesn't have to reign forever, does he? <laughs> I really think I can imagine Reese Mogg being like, have we thought about um. Putting acid in the catapults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we just what if we made it rain acid upon them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, we need to burn piles of bread in front of poor people to so they can show their devotion to the king. A proper old school baddie. He'd be. Uh, you remember Worm Tongue from Lord of the Rings? That sort of thing. Of course. And uh, yeah, a piece of shit. Uh, but eventually, in those times, the Reese Mogs always end up getting beheaded and having their fucking head stuck on a spike. Um, it won't happen this this era. Yeah. Who else? I think uh, I'd like to see Angela Rayner with a big sword. Mm. Angela Rayner versus Prip Patel. Yeah, yeah. On the battlefield. Nice. Who's coming out of that? Yeah, well, we're getting to the point we're so pissed off with them. I think the only thing government can do to appease us is this. Yeah. Make a pay-per-view. We pay off all the coronavirus debt we've got. £20 a ticket. Yeah, you... NHS listen. nurses can watch for free. You want... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want our money, government, we need you as government ministers to fight each other to the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what has to happen. We'll pay. Yeah. Cummings would be an absolute warlord, I think. He'd be brilliant at sort of manipulating. (laughs) He'd then break off. And there's a guy in this whole story called the Kingmaker. And he did did all sorts. And that reminds me of Cummings. He's always betraying people and, and stuff like that. I did hear this week that that's where the convention of not accusing someone of lying in the House of Commons came from. It's because from way, way back then, it would just eventually lead to like somebody saying, do you want, let's have a duel outside. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, they, they need to scrap that now because all it leads to is people just getting away with lying, <laughs> <laughs> which, they're, which they're doing on a, on a regular basis. Not that I want to get political. This is a bloody historical podcast. What else was there? Oh, yeah, no, I found out that Benedict Cumberbatch is like uh, related to Richard III. 16th cousin, well, not cousin, but 16th removed family member. He played Richard III. And so he's the only person related to Richard III to have played him, which isn't actually that, you know, it's kind of a massive coincidence. There. <laughs> I feel like we're all related to someone, to Richard III, and mm. I've played him. Yeah, you played him at school. So, well, technically... Do your line again. Now is the winter of our discontent, made summer by this son of York. Very good. I like that. Maybe you could get a job um, playing him in a film. And uh, you get your viral fame you seek. We won't have to sit around for two and a half hours. Well, let's for some check on the video. Let's see how it's doing. Fucking Oslop video. If we're going to be that rude, we're on 35 retweets. Ooh. 3,000 views. Oh, my God. That's not what they describe as viral. Mm. <laughs> Watch out. Have I got news for you? There's a new satirist in town. <laughs> I did expect more. Gro- I I posted it an hour ago, and I'd be honest, I did expect more growth within this time. Yeah, well, maybe it's busy. Like maybe it's like everyone's getting out at lunch, and then they're going to go. Oh my god, it's this. Actually, that's Oslo. true. It's two o'clock now. People start looking at their phones around two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's going to pop off. Maybe it will, and maybe we won't need to do this anymore because you'll be so famous. Um, we'll never stop doing this. We we love it. Um, so Bobby, have you uh you got anything from that year? Sorry, can I just check the name of the sword for fencing? Um, tinsel. Um, I've got foil. That's it. That's where I got it. Tinsel, foil, and tinsel. Same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been calling a sword oh, a just tinsel. Quickly, I'll just quickly. Jody, our producer, has just informed me that a sword in fencing is called a foil, not a tinsel. You can see why I got it wrong, because foil and tinsel are very similar. Um things so that's uh we're gonna retract what we say big podcasters often have to retract what they say joe rogan's recently done it um so i'm gonna take a leaf out of joe rogan's book and be a man and admit that yep it is foil apparently according to jody's google tinsel yeah so you just made me say the word tinsel though yeah but you wouldn't have said anything you wouldn't have known what the fuck it was so you were a step closer to being right about something i was a step closer i could have called i would have a sword the word (laughs) sword is a step closer than just saying Tinsel, which is <laughs> like, tinsel, is like Christmassy. Lucky, lucky, I, I didn't send you into a duel. You go, hand me my tinsel, oh, and God. then you, you'd be stood there with a load of Christmas decorations, and the guy with a sword would be just slashing at you. To be fair, I think I do. Also, I look like the kind of guy that could choke someone to death with some Christmas tinsel. Yeah, yeah, you look like someone who would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone's uh, consumed our Christmas episode, it does come across like that. So I found a few people in 1455 yeah. that I found pretty interesting. There's a guy named Lorenzo Ghiberti, okay. who was Italian, yeah. and he was uh, he made bronze doors. Nice. Which at the time, there was a, a lot of need for. <laughs> now, if someone was like, I make bronze doors, you'd be like, sure you do. <laughs> sure you make bronze doors. Great. <laughs> Nobody needs a bronze door. No, it sounds heavy. But then, very exciting. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a book called Commentari. He wrote a book about his own art. Like, he wrote about his own art. Yeah. Which is a bit pretentious. Yeah, it is. And then that book is considered the first surviving autobiography by any artist. Really? Yeah, so he started a horrific trend. Yeah, he did. He was like, not only do I make doors. Yeah. Also, they said artist. Where We would now say... Yeah, that guy that makes doors. Yeah, the Ikea guy or whatever. Yeah, the door guy, the door-making guy. He would have started Ikea now. And he wrote a book about himself before anyone had done it. He wrote a book about himself just about how to make doors. So at the time, the only books around probably were like the Bible. And he was like, you know what this world needs is a book about my life and doors. Yes. Lorenzo Gilberti. He sounds, he's got a name like a, a cheap cologne. I used to buy some hair gel called Alberto Balsamo. I think you just mean he has an Italian name. No. I, it's a, That's really what you're saying, no, is I he don't. has an Italian name, so it sounds like a cologne. It, just, it sounds like a cologne that was given an Italian name. It's made in Shropshire, but they wanted to go, you know what sounds good? Italian. That'll make it sound like it smells nice. 
But Alberto Balsami, I think it makes you lose your hair. But I mean, I do kind of thank him in a way because I had a big phase in my life where all I would read is autobiographies. Yeah, me too. I read loads. I read Danny Dyer's. <laughs> Was it good? Yeah, it's quite good. I used to work at um, this place where they'd, uh, you'd order books and they'd send books. So it's like Amazon, but it was a small like family-run business. But one day I just saw this guy um, with a uh, truck load of Danny Dyer books. It was called The Real Deal, and he was dumping them in a bin. <laughs> and I said, I'll be having four of them. Gave a few out for Christmas and kept one for myself. It's one of the perks of the job. <laughs> but no, it was an interesting book. He told a story about um, John Terry, the footballer, and he said that he was in a nightclub. Surprise, surprise, Danny. And John Terry said, uh, was there with a load of Chelsea footballers and said, hey, Danny, can I have your autograph? And Danny was like, oh, okay, I don't know why you would because you're so famous. Write his autograph down and gave it to uh, John Terry and John Terry ripped it into shreds in front of his laughing pals, threw it on the floor and was like, why would I want your autograph, you fucking mug? What did Danny Dyer say? I think he just walked away because he's you know, not going to... John Terry's a sort of medieval villain type. He's not going to fight a football team. No, he can't fight a football team. There are also books... Um, Michael Winner, do you know who that is? He called his autobiography Winner Takes All. Did but, he, so take, he, was, he, did yeah, he take it all? He, he had a good life. He didn't take everything. He's not Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not fucking <laughs> Steve Jobs. But he, he had a good life. I don't think, I think taking all of it. So it Wait, big... who is he? I need to know what he did. He was one of those guys who got to the age where it's like, I don't make films anymore. I'll just like, walk through a park like on television talking about it. You know? Is that right? Didn't he do a few programs? Michael Winner on Egypt or something. Yeah, and he just turned up on like as a talking head as a kind of a like posh English bloke. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um he didn't take all of it, is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, so he was I'm sorry, I'm deviating massively off the point. He was um he's the result of, of your man Alberto Balsami. <laughs> Balsami. <laughs> no, Lorenzo Ghiberti. Sorry, Lorenzo Ghiberti. What was his book about? And then I saw a door and I thought, no. <laughs> I need to make a bronze one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some, uh, and that was when I realized mm. I'm more of a door guy than a window guy. Yeah. Well, The Rock has that quote when he's like, when opportunity knocks, don't wait there, kick the door open. With this guy's doors, I would advise you don't do that, especially if you're not wearing shoes, because you'll break your feet because it's made of bronze. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> also, he wouldn't like his doors were like works of art. He doesn't want you to kick his door. No, no, fucking no, not, not a chance. You'll have a chapter about you in the book. That's just so funny, though. Like, oh, everyone's got the Bible about Jesus and stuff. I might make one about me. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> the first person to have a thought, and like, maybe the world would like to read the story of my life. Yeah, I was born in a small barn without doors. <laughs> yeah. For my entire childhood, it yeah. was freezing. It's like you read the one about the man who walked on water. Well, what about the man who made doors from bronze? One sec. Sorry. Ooh. Oh, I thought Harry might call me calling it. It's a fucking 020 number. Hey, Bobby, it's Netflix. We've just seen your Kirsty Allsop video. We want to offer you a special. <laughs> Before you get too big Why am I online? being <laughs> I put energy into one thing. I try hard to do one thing and you mock me. <laughs> back to bloody Lorenzo Balaccini. Well, we could have done a smooth back in. Like, we never stopped, but you just made it bad. Okay. Well, no, that's a good smooth one, I thought. Yeah. Keep going. Jody, keep all of this. I want them to see the truth of the behind the scenes and see how much work I have to do to keep this fucking thing on track. What was uh, what was your favorite of the autobiographies you read? I was like reading like musicians autobiographies because yeah. they're exciting. I'd read comedians and musicians. Okay. I remember reading Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. It's just a huge book of him fucking a lot of women and life really working out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like he's like a drug addict in the book who then stops doing drugs, but there's not really any consequences. No, he just to stops. that drug other than like yeah, I'm doing heroin and I'm famous, and I thought. Maybe I could not do heroin and be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads of people like that in who are famous sort of rock stars who are now teetotal and Buddhists. And they're like, you know, I'm just at one with who I am now. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Me too hasn't happened in music yet. Um, <laughs> but you're very enlightened about what happened. Yeah. And you're now clean. Yeah, they sort of slide through it. My favorite, I think my favorite, you've a re you, there's a golfer, John Daly. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to find an excerpt from his autobiography. 
You had a computer game made about him, didn't you? Imagine anything more boring than playing a golf computer game. What are you talking about? It's well, playing golf's already like doing nothing anyway. Why make it even fucking less active? You can sit down and do this at home. I like playing golf computer games. I'm sure you do, Jody. Yeah. Because you don't have a thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that. Jody doesn't have a thyroid and Red's really mean to him about yeah. it. Okay, yeah, that's it. I also can't afford to play golf, and Bobby never invites me to play golf with him. So no, he's very selective. You don't know how to play golf. Okay, I love golfing, but people who want to go golfing, mm-hmm. who've never golfed, it's a horrible experience because you don't know what... Like, I'm not even good. I'm no. barely good. Yeah. But then if people have never golfed before, you're just like, you can't be on a golf course just hitting balls in the woods constantly because then there's people behind you just waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's people in front of you. And you'll just get kicked off the course. And you'll be like, Jody, stop humiliating me in front of all my golf friends. It's not my golf friends. It's just a... They have a reputation. It's not a golf reputation. Course. It's not a golf reputation. Jody, you're embarrassing me. Um, go on. Then. John Daly, Bobby. You know, the famous golfer from 1455, John Daly. <laughs> Who was infamous for his contribution in the War of the Roses, actually. Um, that's where he started playing golf, off people's heads. I can't find a good excerpt. Anyways, his book is all just about drinking and fucking. Whilst being a golfer. Yeah. That's good. I want Tiger Woods to release an honest book about his life. Because he gets a lot of unfair stick. It's weird when, like, sponsors stop. Like, it was like, oh, he's sleeping with 23 women a day. We at Ferrari can no longer back him. It's like, why? That's the best advertisement for your car ever. Yeah. You know, he's the best in the world of all time at something. God forbid he cheats on his wife a couple of times a day. Give the man a break. I think they felt bad for the wife. That was the she got four hundred and fifty million, and probably now has a nice husband. I mean, I agree with you, but mm. Mm. but I just don't see like let's not pretend that a lot. So um, let's let's be honest. Golf is probably watched predominantly by men. Yeah, yeah. So all the sponsors that pull out aren't gonna. They're like, oh, we got to pull out because it's bad for the brand. It's like. Do you think the lame men who like and watch golf are going to be like, oh, I love Tiger Woods, and then I found out he was unfaithful and had parties on yachts with 23 porn stars. It's, it helps the brand as opposed to take away from it. This isn't 1455. Let's stop pretending we're all puritanical, weird Christians or Catholics. You know what I mean? Do you think you'd ever convert? No, not at all. Not at all. For that very reason. Because um, <laughs> you can't. Wait, <laughs> you're saying the reason you wouldn't convert? To mm. Christianity or Catholicism <laughs> is because you wouldn't be allowed to fuck. I just wouldn't. When I rise to the top of podcasting, uh, the Tiger Woods of podcasting, and I crash my car and Rose is hitting it with a golf club at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> because of my yacht parties. I don't want my sponsors, who I haven't got yet, to turn their back on me and act like sort of weird, weird religious people from medieval times. I want them to go, look, he's fucking good at podcasting. Let him do what he wants. Not that I'm going to do any of that. Rosie, listens. I'm not going to do any of that. So, look, I can get as high as I want in this. I'm not going to be that person. But I don't blame him for being it. You know? Let him be Tiger Woods. So you're saying mm-hmm. that cheating on your wife is okay? No. That I'm saying if like you're as good as Tiger saying. Woods is at golf, and he spent his whole life being six like from the age of six years old to whenever, and his dad used to use him as a cover to sleep with other women behind his mum's back, so he'd go play golf and... His dad would like disappear behind a bush and shag someone. I watched the documentary on Sky. It's good if you haven't watched it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes amazing at golf and he hasn't had any sort of like emotional development or anything. It's just golf. And then suddenly all the women are like, let's have sex. Have you seen that bit in the uh, documentary when he goes to nightclub with Michael Jordan? And he's like, how do you speak to girls so easily? He's like, mate, just tell them you're Tiger Woods. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So you're saying if you were really good at something, you'd cheat on your wife? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think it affects... If your main audience is men, I don't think brands need to worry that the men will stop buying the product because their hero in question is having giant orgies with really attractive ladies. I think, in fact, that probably boosts the brand. That's more of a negative comment on men and toxic masculinity than it is on myself. Thank you. What what a brilliant save that was. That was like when Tiger Woods hit that shot and it lands on the side. And goes, That's what I just did there. So you're saying... Drink Coke. <laughs> Tiger Woods cheats, but not all men cheat. 
Yeah. So you're saying not all men. Not all men. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is I love the press conference when he apologizes to all his sponsors and not his family. Because <laughs> they are his family. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to Nike and, and Titleist. Nike, say what you want about them and their, you know, the the factories that make the stuff. They never, ever turn their back on Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can only commend them for that. It's ethical of them. I wonder if there's still a Lorenzo... Um, Gilberti door out there if we could get hold of one i think they're like in the vatican well we could try and get one because when your dog barks during the podcast it's probably more soundproof than the door you have now which is wooden we that's what we should get bobby is a lorenzo Gilberti door if anyone listening has a lorenzo Gilberti door no one has one red he his door was called the gates of paradise by michelangelo wait what how does that make sense Oh, Michelangelo said, he, it all wasn't called The Gates of Paradise by Michelangelo. Michelangelo said, these are the Gates of Paradise. Well, That's yeah. quite a ringing endorsement. Yes. Yeah, we all try and get good quotes on our Edinburgh posters from comedians, <laughs> but that is... <laughs> Michelangelo called his doors The Gates of Paradise. <laughs> I'm going to read his book, actually. I heard it's a great book about doors. I think that's what I'm going to call my autobiography, The Gates of Paradise by Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, he was trained as a goldsmith. I think that's... You have to have a certain confidence to train as a goldsmith, because really what you're saying is, I want to learn how to work with gold. You have to have some gold yeah, yeah, to yeah, learn yeah. to work with gold. Yeah, yeah. So, so being like, an F1 driver, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you can't, like, just be like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to work... I'm just... My dream is to work with gold. And yeah. then people are like, yeah, well, guess what? You don't have any gold. You can only work with gold if your dad works with gold. And it's the same with F1, because, like, yeah... There's no, like, poor peasants who are like, someday I'm going to drive really fast cars that cost a million pounds each. Like, the entry fee is a bit high yeah, to get in the game. Yeah, of course. And so does it cover, Bobby, uh, when he went from being a goldsmith to a bronze smith? Because the, the, the doors were made of bronze. It's when you say things like that. <laughs> it makes me want to hack my own dick off. I knew you'd hate that so much. <laughs> I, I, it makes me think, could I hack my own dick off in one failed swoop? <laughs> That's not actually an expression. No, it's not. I, that was a test. It, yeah, well, we, I passed it. Is it one failed swoop? One fell swoop, I think it is. Yeah, one fell swoop. I thought it was failed swoop. No, that's not. No. What's a failed swoop? That's probably you trying to hack your dick off and getting the tip and then, <laughs> and then bleeding out on the floor till Harriet comes a back and she's swoop. got to plaster it back on. Yeah. Well, anyways, I start thinking, could I hack it off all in, in one fell swoop? Mm -hmm. Or would it take a few hacks? <laughs> all depends on the instrument you used. Or if I used, like... A bronze sword, maybe. Mm. Mm. That'd be quite Made blunt. by this goldsmith. 1545. The Mary Rose. Red. 1445. Wait, just give yourself a breath in. 1445. 14, fucking hell. 1450. I know, I'm aware of that. 14. 14. I was just about to say it. 14. 14. Say the year. I'm just about to. Okay. 1455. 1455. Yeah. Yeah. The Mary Rose. The Mary Rose. Sinks. Sinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're ruining the podcast. This is now the podcast. Oh, God. What tedious. Oh, God. What the tedious. The year is tedious. The year is tedious. And you just lost 40% of our listeners, and probably if you do it one more time, that'll be 60%, and then it'll just be me and you talking to no one apart from Jody week in, week out. No one apart from Jody week in, week out. Tell us your stories. 1455, The Mary Rose Sinks. Have you heard of The Mary Rose before? No. No, it's a very famous ship from this country. Uh, did you do a citizenship test? I'm not a citizen. No, and, it, well, I can see why, because if you did, you'd probably fail, because you don't know key parts of uh, English history. But maybe after this podcast you will, if you ever want to take up a uh, citizenship test, you can do that. And Mary Rose will undoubtedly be one of the questions. So I might have actually just helped someone. They might have nearly failed tomorrow. Anyway, 1455, it sinks. French do us. Sinks to the bottom of the ocean off the Isle of Wight. I'm assuming everyone on board died. Um, it, was a, it was a great ship. It had a lot of good memories on that ship. 
A lot of people had a very good time on it. A lot of people didn't have a good time because of it. But it was found by divers in 1971, mm-hmm. and they spent a 10-year mission to uh, bring it back to the surface, which is what they could of it. One of the divers who came along for the, the party was, um, was Prince Charles. Did he get dive down to the ship? He got to dive down. So can you imagine you spend your whole life as a diver, and then there's like you know 20 jobs given out for this big mission, and they go, yeah, we're going to have Prince Charles. He's never probably done this before in his life. Just fucking around with a snorkel while you're carrying massive, massive bits of wood up. But they found the remains of Hatch the Ratter dog. It was a terrier and whippet dog, crossbreed, and it spent its short life on the Mary Roads. They found its remains, its skeleton. It was used to kill rats on the ship. Based on DNA work performed on Hatch's teeth, he was a young adult male, 18 to 24 months old, with a brown coat. Hatch's skeleton is on display in the Mary Rose Museum in Portsmouth Historic Dockyard. I feel like that would just make people sad, though, because you think, oh, some people died, and then people usually just hear that people died, and they go, oh, they died. Mm. But then we hear a dog died, I think, wow, war is bad. Yeah, war is terrible. But can you imagine being on that ship and going, oh, we're going for war, we're going to war, and then being like, oh, actually, the only one anyone's going to remember is this bit of wood and this fucking dog <laughs> shows how uh, shit life is and how you don't need to care about the small things because at the end of the day, you probably don't matter. What's crazy is sometimes uh, they'll find like fossils mm. in uh, like old lava, mm-hmm. you know, like lava will have covered yeah, someone like, yeah, yeah. and then they can find it'll fossilize it for like millions mm. of years. So it kind of makes me think like, well, if I want to be remembered, I don't have to do great like work. No. I don't have to treat anyone well. I don't have to carry on my legacy. I just have to jump into a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then in a couple million years, <laughs> whatever creatures are rooting around will be like, we've discovered a species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be the representative <laughs> for this species. <laughs> If I can make sure I'm fossilized. And maybe they could bring you back to life, as you've always so dreamed of. That would be... that. Maybe that's the best chance I have at being cloned. Yeah. It's just fossilizing myself until the technology exists. I think it's a great message in what you think is important, isn't it? Because when this podcast eventually sinks, we like to think it would be me and you and the content that was remembered... But it could just be these armchairs and the skeleton of your dog who has done nothing but try and uh, derail this podcast since since we started it. <laughs> it's, it's not a helpful dog. No. All right, on to our final segment yep. of this inspired episode. Dick of the Year. Mm-hmm. Who was the dick of 1455? I have a nomination. Mm-hmm. Maria de Ajofrin, a Spanish visionary. Okay. So here's the thing about visionaries. Yeah. 500 years ago, if you had intense thoughts Mm. or even dreams, you could call them visions. Mm -hmm. And if you were charming enough, people would think that you had some kind of meaning. And a lot, of, and most of these people were just schizophrenic. They'd be <laughs> schizophrenic, <laughs> so they'd start seeing things, or they start having like hallucinations, and then they'd be quite charming. And then people would be like, "I think this guy is good to have around," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is interesting. Her vision in fourteen eighty eight was that Christ was adamantly instructing her to encourage the Inquisition to pursue heretics. Yeah, so Jesus is telling her to start start killing people, basically. Yes. So she's like the Summer of Sam guy, but it's just not the dog, it's Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so she's just there, and she's like, Jesus has actually told me we should continue this Inquisition. And did, did it work? Yes. Okay. Was this the Spanish Inquisition? <laughs> I think if you're putting together what I'm saying, yeah, she was a part of the Spanish, <laughs> where she's from. Yeah. Inquisition. Okay. What she did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And how many people died at her brutal hands? Or do you not know that? Well, much? I don't know the numbers. the The Inquisition itself was a like we'll have a, a whole episode on the Inquisition at some point. Mm-hmm. But the Inquisition itself was a lot. It wasn't as much killing as it was like. Where shaming <laughs> and like bad boy yeah. stop doing the devil's work yeah, yeah 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 yeah. you're not going to heaven like it was more so it's like a country full of tiger woods sponsors yes <laughs> uh so what you you nominate have a dick of the year for her i nominate her for the dick of the year because the city had like a large jewish population and there was a mass conversion probably not necessarily by choice like a forced mm-hmm. conversion like a religious genocide and then some people reverted back to Judaism, and this lady's like advocating for them to be killed. And just the idea that Jesus, this Jewish dude living his life, is killed, and then 1,500 years later, they're like, I think what this Jewish guy would really want us to do is hurt these other Jewish people. <laughs> it's like, well, that's insane. <laughs> I don't know if I think Jesus existed, but I don't think when he was alive, he wasn't like, you are all Christians because my name is Christ. I think that was after. Yes. It would be so funny if Jesus was real, heaven is real, and he lived his life. And then for the last couple thousand years, he just has to sit there and watch. Watch. What people just do Massacre in his name. His name yeah. and he's just, just like, this ah. is for Jesus. And he's like, please, no. Please stop killing. And so it's like, whenever someone comes, they go, Jesus Christ. Oh, and he's God. like, oh, please stop saying my name when you come. Who says that when they come? And someone's just like, just says diarrhea. They're like, oh, Jesus. And you're like, every time you say my name, I appear and I can see what's happening. <laughs> I have to watch it. 2,000 years, I've just watched people have diarrhea, <laughs> come and kill. Can we please stop using my name so flippantly? <laughs> I appear every time, and every it's never fun for me. Yeah, I was just a pretty good guy, and it's got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, his room in heaven is like one of those sports bars with like a million TVs around the wall. He's just got to watch ah! every time someone says his name. <laughs> Did you see there's a new... There's a, there's some new Christian missionaries in Africa who are killing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Better watch that. Is it in my name again? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, let's do that. He's probably changed his name to Graham. He's so sick of things being done. Just, in stop, his stop, name. Stop, that was the old me. I'm not Jesus Christ anymore. I've been living a new life. I'm a gardener, please. I'm Graham the gardener. I don't want I'm Graham to... the gardener. I don't know who. I have disavowed the name Jesus Christ. Please stop using it. But please then stop saying Christians it. would start using Graham, and then there'd be a guy coming. And he just goes, Graham. Oh, Graham. <laughs> oh, it'd just be so bleak. Well, I think that uh, covers that, Bobby. Uh, Dick of the Year goes to Spanish Inquisition lady. I was going to nominate Henry, the the lazy son, who, um, due to uh, his inability to stamp his authority on the courts, led to the War of the Roses. But I do believe the woman having visions... And uh, inquisiting people is. <laughs> I've been here sitting here too long to even go into inquisiting. Me but too. We'll let it slide today. Inquisiting. Yeah, she was inquisiting way, way above her station. A lot of inquisiting happened. And she had many visions back then. What she didn't realize is that in the far away future, two uh, geniuses on a podcast would uncover how ridiculous and stupid she was and slam her with one of the worst titles you can be given in history, Dick of the Year on the Year Is podcast. She had no idea what was coming. It doesn't matter. Thank you very much for listening. That's been another episode of The Year Is. Please like, subscribe, buy tickets to Bobby's tour. Otherwise, we'll be watching him tweet all day until you sell it out. Thank you very much. I've been Rev Richardson. I'm Bobby Merritt. I'd just like to say, I did. I, I just want to make a video. They stopped listening at this point. still... Red is still mocking me for this video I made. It's quite rude. I've seen Red post online. It never really does that well. People are bored by it.
That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks for Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.